welcome back to a new episode of Project 25. If you are new here, welcome. I am very excited to present you this week's guest, even though you probably noticed the episode title. <laughs> so, as you know, I had the privilege to speak with Calgary rap and soul artist, Sincere. Sincere has been named one of 11 rising black Canadian artists you should know by Complex Canada. Her debut album, Tabula Rasa, was named one of the top 25 Canadian albums of 2022 by Range Magazine. And her track, The Mission, which is amazing and unbelievable and you should go listen to it if you haven't, <laughs> was named one of the best Canadian songs of 2022 by Complex Canada. She was the first rapper in history to perform at the Calgary Philharmonic and has opened for the likes of Rakim, KRS-One, Raekwon, Rick Ross, and Corday. She has performed at festivals such as Road to the Junos, the Calgary Folk Music Festival, and Sled Island. But besides those accomplishments, Sincere is a lover of life, and in her journey, she has navigated the paradoxes that come with life and has learned to appreciate the good, the bad, and the ugly, because those three have made her journey unique and beautiful. A big shout out to Salima Stanley Banji for connecting us because this was such an inspiring conversation that I feel like a lot of us can relate to and learn from. And by the way, Zinzure has a new single out, Electric, and it is fire. So make sure you check it out in all music platforms. And now go get your cup of tea, coffee, or whatever you enjoy drinking and enjoy this episode. Project 25 was born out of the obsession that we have of figuring things out. Being a 25-year-old or a 20-something is weird because it's fun, confusing, and exciting all at once. <laughs> it's an age where we realize that maybe the goals we had for ourselves weren't really ours to begin with, an age of tons of learning and unlearning, and an age of frequently asking ourselves, what am I doing? And that leaves us with a lot of uncertainty. I'm Andrea Juarez, and I created this project after hitting my quarter-life crisis. <laughs> I decided to look for answers and ask my family members, friends, and people I admire about their experiences being 25, what has changed, what they've learned, and their advice for the new generation of 20-somethings. There is a lot to live and learn, and I am a firm believer that listening is a powerful tool. Even if all the answers are within us, by listening to others, we can feel understood, but also reflect on ourselves, learn, and think about what we want for our present and for our future. Sincere again, thank you very much for being here and joining me today. So I want to ask, First, like it's a ritual of the podcast, so what is your age, yes. title, or how will you describe yourself, yeah. and also a fun fact about you. Sure. <laughs> well, my name is Sinzir, rap soul artist. I'm 34. I'm 34 and fun. And um, a fun fact about me... I'm a love. I don't know. I don't. I'm a lover of life. Besides being an artist, a well-known artist, and you know, doing a lot of cool things, I'm just. I'm a lover of life, independent of like social media or the internet. I love just experiencing life. Yeah. 
just living in the moment and going yeah. through the flow. Yeah. I love that. And before I ask you what you did when you were 25, and I was listening to an interview that you did, I think it was 2017, it was like Froggy Productions. Oh, sorry. that's a throwback. Yeah, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a long time, but... You were asked about why you chose music and you mentioned that you decided to like choose music as a career path when you were mm -hmm. 25. Yeah. Sorry, when you were 21. Yeah. So if you would like to tell us a little bit about that and then what did you do? And then when you were 25, yeah. what did you do with the life that, you know, you chose when you were 21? Yeah, yeah. So I think um, like most young adults, you're trying to discover who you are and you're just trying to figure yourself out in the world and things are new you're it's like you're an adult and I think 25 is like that age where 21 to 25 is that age where you're kind of like partying a lot and you're kind of like traveling and you're doing like a lot of different things right you don't have kids and you're just really trying to figure it out but you're, you're also trying to kind of get an idea of who and what you want to be And, and, and what kind of your future is going to look like. I think that kind of hits around 25, more 25 than 21. So when I was 21, like I'd, I'd had an exciting, beautiful childhood, but it was also quite tumultuous, just trying to navigate through my trauma and like identity. Music was like a medium where I could express myself, where I could say things that I couldn't necessarily expressed in, in uh, everyday life or to like people family friends like I could express it through music so naturally it, it was a, kind of a natural progression for me because I started dancing in like yeah you mentioned yeah. yeah I started <laughs> dancing kind of around teenage years going into like 18 19 and then just a, like a a regular progression i went from that to like djing and i started doing really cool events and parties and then i became western canada's number one female dj at the time and i that's thought that was cool yeah that's and wonderful then, yeah it was it was it, it was something and then my mentor actually in who dj taught me how to dj he was murdered actually when i was young and I started kind of getting into bad situations and, and I'd say music was like my safe space. It was like my anchor. It was the one thing that like pulled me away from like the other direction. Yeah. So thank that's, God for art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God for art. <laughs> honestly, honestly, because it saved my life essentially. Yeah. And I think that's why I kind of I had like a little bit of awareness, even though I was super young back then. I had that a little bit of awareness. Oh, this thing, I might not necessarily know what it is fully or what I'm capable of in it. But it seems to like be this like this thing that would just like reel me back from like the darkness. Okay. So. Yeah, like a source of light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So when you were 25 now, you had stopped with that and then... What kept you busy around that time? Like, were yeah. you working or were you, like, dedicated to the yeah. Yeah, so I worked odd jobs like anybody else yeah. at that age, just trying to, like, make money and stuff like that. Yeah. I actually met my partner. I think we knew each other for... You were 24 or 25, I remember. Yeah, so I met, I met my partner, and it was the first serious relationship I'd been in. I'd been a bit of a wild child and kind of went wherever the world took me, but I met her, and she kind of helped to ground me as though we were both still pretty crazy still. <laughs> She was 22, 21. 21 at the time. 
So we were both pretty crazy. We partied a lot. We, you know, all the things, you know, drank a lot, all the things. I indulged in the marijuana in those days and, and things like that. But ultimately, I had this new love. She had a little one when I met her, who was our daughter. She's 11 now. She was two at the time, I believe. And then I was navigating how to be a parent for the first time. I was also, I'd gone through like some hard things in my music career at that point in time, just people trying to control my music, control my message and control the direction I was going in. And it was both a beautiful time. I was also developing as an artist a lot and ton of shows and, you know, lots of interviews and shooting music. All these things were happening, right? All these great things. But then a lot of things began to change as well. And just having someone trying to put a chokehold on my musical career and on my creativity. I went through like a really deep, dark depression around that time and just trying to navigate it and figure things out. And, you know, it's just, you know, doing all the things, drinking and and all the things that kind of helped accelerate that depression. So I'd say I'd spent like the age of 25 just trying to navigate the ups and downs of life, the life, you know, and the hills and the valleys, like having this level of fame and kind of what that comes with. And then also trying to evolve as an artist, as a human, as a, you know, a spiritual person having this human experience and just all the things. And it was just... Yeah, it was like all that chaos was helping to push me to where I am now, to where I could even articulate myself in the way that I am. And yeah, so 25 was fun. I mean, I wouldn't change anything. No, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, like life can be a paradox. Oh. (laughs) So like the good things, but then... Yeah. Yeah, so it's a lot to deal with. No, thank you very much for sharing that. And now that you were just mentioning about... You were trying to navigate things Mm -hmm. and that those things helped you to become the person that you are now but I also wanted to pick your brain and ask so when you were 25 what did you think for example you were saying like oh people were trying to control my like the way I express myself creatively Mm -hmm. and yeah like all these changes so yeah where was your mind at like where like what did you think about how life should be like or what was your vision of the world mm-hmm. back then yeah i think i had this i had this thing where i always felt like you should love people like i i was very much so i, I think it was like i would say i was sort of like a hippie would you agree babe <laughs> like i felt like a hippie to a degree where i was like peace and love everybody <laughs> feel that way. i i really yeah like i genuinely i genuinely was like yo like People should be happy. And, and, and if you care for someone, you should tell them that. And if you don't know someone and they're having a bad day or just, I just felt like you should spread love. You should give love. And I think that I was that way. I think that because there was a lack of love and nurturing to a degree from my mother and my father, unfortunately, wasn't in my life. He was an addict and, and left me when I was very young. And I always just dealt with these situations within my family that where I was like middle child and like left behind and like, you know, like I'd had things that happened to me as a small child that really just kind of created these demons within me that ultimately would come alive by the time I was 25 and I would try to figure out how to navigate the emotions of them all. And so love was one of those things where I, I was just like, yo, like love that person, love. And, and ultimately it was love everything outside of myself without like pouring that love into yeah, myself. Yeah, dangerous, yeah. Like, 
If you're giving everything out, then yeah. what's left for yourself? Nothing. Yeah. So by the time I turned 30, I was empty. And I was this hollow shell of a person. And it was tough. My 30s, the beginning was like very tough for me because I was just this empty shell of a person who'd given everything to everybody outside of myself. And yeah, like, I mean, it was 25. I was just, I had, I was just pouring love out into the world. That's, and, and not pouring it into myself as I should have been, but yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. It happens. It happens. Oh yeah. <laughs> and some people don't value that love. Yeah. It takes a lot of work to like, oh yeah. Because I bet there's, <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we all know it, but that's, yeah. and that's the thing, like, everyone thinks we're, because we're, we're from different places in the world, our nationalities are different, that th these are the things that create this indifference between us. But we're not different, like, we're yeah. we're all very much so the same and kind of go through the same experiences exactly, that way, yeah. human-wise. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> so now I want to ask you, because even you just mentioned that your 30s were huge in terms of like realizing things. Mm -hmm. So from when you were 25 to this day, mm -hmm. so what has changed in Oof. yourself, in mm. your career, in mm -hmm. the world, in mm. your relationships, in your family? Mm -hmm. It's a very broad question, so feel free to tackle <laughs> whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm loving myself more. So that's like the major point for me is I'm loving myself more and also have removed myself from a lot of toxic situations. I've also realized that self-love is removing toxic people from your life. It could be your mother, it could be your siblings, it could be just because people are your family doesn't necessarily mean they're good for you. Friends, just understanding that it's okay to evolve, that you're, you're, you're entitled to your evolution as anybody else is and to appreciate your evolution in your journey. Stop looking for per perfection because it doesn't exist. And just really falling in love with the person I've grown to be and really understanding myself more, like taking space and taking silence and, and to understand who, who I am and then just pouring that love into myself, you know, whether it's through physical activity, working out, nature, grounding, sun gazing, being with my family and conversations with my partner, you know, that are healing, talking about the things we've been through and that have helped us to grow. Like I've just, all that chaos is necessary. 25 year old out there, 21 year old. <laughs> it is necessary. It's neither bad or good. It's all in how you perceive it, but it's going to help to drive you toward the person you're supposed to be. Or if you're not, if you don't have that awareness, like that's one of those things that comes with growth and time yeah. is having that awareness. And, and you know, that awareness either will save you from yourself or it'll destroy you. And I think ultimately the choice is yours. Yeah. That's why you need to choose to love yourself. Yes. Yes, you will. Yeah, absolutely. You, the world will not hesitate to drag you down yeah. to hell, right? Because especially now, I think if you're 25 now, it's a little different. It's a, it's a little yeah. different in a lot of ways because social media, they'll tell you like social media is obviously different. Like mental health is, it's one of these things where it's like pushed to the forefront, right? It's like mental health, mental health. Yeah. And unfortunately for, for younger people these days is they're engulfed in social media. They feel like they, in order to live, they have to live through this medium yeah. instead of like walking out their door and yeah. just experiencing life. Yeah, like touching some grass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like being in yeah. being somewhere with someone, sharing, sharing this experience without your phone. Yeah. Is, or going to even a concert, a live show and like, listening to the music without recording the artist yeah. so you can actually be, be present, present. Yeah. yeah 
Yeah, even like that has happened to me like at friends' parties where it's like everyone's with their phones and it's like, <laughs> can we just like leave like all of the phones like here on the table and not touch them? Mm-hmm. Because then like the videos make it seem like we had more fun than we actually had. Yeah. And I was oh. like, it was like, oh, it was so fun. I was like, <laughs> like people were just recording videos. Like it wasn't that fun. It wasn't fun at all. No one danced. Yeah. Everyone's kind of just yeah. Everyone's just trying to create these narratives, right? Yeah. Through through a screen, and I think I'm a huge believer of just like I, like I mentioned in the beginning of our conversation is just being present and living in the moment. Like I'm that's one of the things that I think is unique about me and me and my partner is like we love living in the moment. You know yeah. what I mean? Because we don't know what tomorrow holds, and 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 really, age has nothing to do with death. I find a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of our young people are committing suicide these days. And I think it's super tragic. Like, it's super tragic. And I think this made-up world we call social media, which there are great things about it. There are yeah. wonderful things about that medium. There are also a lot of things about it that just aren't real. And so coming back to reality, having something that can anchor you. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. it was what I all I could give to a young person right now is like just say I don't care what it is, have something real that can anchor you, that can keep your feet on the ground. Yeah. And you'll be all right. Especially when you were saying that about social lighting that yeah, it can be used like as a tool or like even like yeah. like it also depends on like the content that you consume, right? Yeah. Because if you consume a lot of trash, then you're going to fill yourself with a lot yeah. of trash so yeah. like it can serve like for some educational purposes yeah. or like to inspire you creatively and stuff but you yeah. have to be careful in what you consume and Ooh. just because everyone's consuming like certain type of content it doesn't yeah. mean that's good for you yeah i, I think about logan <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like food right it's, it's like no different from like what, what yeah. we consume like if we're eating mcdonald's every day yeah. eventually that's it's not organic foods it's not good for your being so eventually your being is going to start to decompress right and it's yeah. no different from our mental diet like if we're listening to music that's extremely violent or hypersexual or yeah. watching shows like Dahmer and like these weird <laughs> extremely violent or like just crazy bits of content it eventually messes with our subconscious right those things sit yeah. in there and it affects you it affects your spiritual being right yeah so yeah yeah and <laughs> since you're now you were saying like oh you know i wish if i could tell someone mm-hmm. some things just like try to have something that keeps you or someone who keeps you grounded mm-hmm. i want to ask you are your beliefs now and mm-hmm. you are of course a musician mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but besides that title like mm-hmm. what do you do and what are your beliefs mm. my beliefs <sighs> see most artists will tell you if to separate the artist from the the person from the artist yeah. for me it's a very fine line so my beliefs today are to have some level of morale <laughs> to your life, have some level of code. But ultimately all that means to me is just operate from truth. And if you're operating yes. from truth, you're operating from love. Yeah. And to me, it doesn't have to get complicated. I don't have a million things to say to you or anything profound. It's just, I'm always every day working toward walking more in my truth. And ultimately that means self-love and Self-love means love for others, you know, our brothers and sisters in life. And 
I believe that at 25. I believe that you should operate from a place of love, and I still believe that today. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's part of your core. Oh, yeah. 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 Thank you very much for sharing that. You're and welcome. I want to ask you, what has been your biggest challenge and how do you deal with it or dealt with it? Mm-hmm. My biggest challenge has been myself. <laughs> and I'll be honest, it's been me. We all have this kind of battle in our minds silently that people don't see. And I suppressed a lot of my trauma and a lot of my feelings and emotions throughout my childhood into my, you know, as an adolescent, into my young adulthood. I had suppressed all these things and experiences that I had. And they just created this jungle gym in my mind where my thoughts, like if you, if you can picture a kid like jumping through the jungle gym, like for hours and hours and hours, but this is just like for years and years and years. And so these thoughts just jumping through my mind, you know, negative thoughts, negative beliefs, limiting beliefs, self-doubt which leads to self-sabotage i would say yeah my biggest challenge would be myself and just overcoming myself thank you for your transparency of course i feel like sometimes we're not so open about mm. those kind of things mm-hmm. so yeah i appreciate your honesty of course and i want to ask you as well if you can share about a time in which you succeeded mm-hmm. whatever success means for you mm-hmm. and what happened and what mm-hmm. did you do Success for me is a lifestyle. I'm living and breathing that every day right now. Um, And that means walking in my truth, independent of anybody else's beliefs or judgments about me. Or it's being courageous enough to be me. It's being courageous enough to be present and be. And not every day, not every day I get it right. Still having this human experience. So still have, you know, those days where I'm like, I'm just not feeling it today. But it's working through that. And, and allowing myself space and giving myself grace to just be, be present in whatever I'm feeling. Yeah. So ultimately, that is just, that's what it is for me. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, that's inspiring. <laughs> yeah, because like, it's, I don't know, sometimes it's in the short term, it's easy to try to pretend to be someone mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. But in the long run, like you get to pay the price. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's always know best too <laughs> sometimes it takes courage like you said right it takes courage yeah but it's just yeah. so it feels so great <laughs> it does and i mean it's scary it's scary but i ultimately it's it's of the utmost importance to to really live liberated yeah, exactly if you, if you yeah. want to live free inhibited and I, I mean that's ultimately the price we have to pay yeah that's why i really liked about your album like tabula rasa even like when i listen to <laughs> the mission the first time like i got chills and i listened to it this week and i got chills oh <laughs> you said like you know like i'm liberating myself and i'm liberating my brothers and sisters yeah. because i feel like the world will be such a better place if everyone were like had the freedom to be mm-hmm. themselves and you yes know, yeah i agree yeah <laughs> gems we will be in such a better place yeah <laughs> yeah So thank you for for doing that. You're welcome. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. And now I want to ask you if you could share a time in which, so I'm going to be asking the opposite, if you can share a time in which you failed and what happened and how did you handle the situation and what did you learn? Moments when I failed is those moments when I didn't believe in what I was capable of. I would say those moments when I, maybe I limited myself 
to some degree, and I would call it temporary failure. Because in hindsight today, sitting with who I am and the realization of who I am, all I can say is that I'm a success. But I would say uh, temporary failure, temporary defeat even, temporary defeat. There's been moments along my journey where I wish I'd really just known what I was capable of. You don't think you could do this, but man, I wish you knew what your future self did. I'd say in those moments, experiencing temporary defeat, just wishing I had the audacity to be like, you can do it or you can do more. But there was moments along my musical journey where I limited myself, limited what I was capable of because of what I thought people thought about what I was doing or allowing somebody else's uh, idea of me to control what I could do or or even in my relationship like there was moments where it could have been insecurity or I could have been scared of losing my partner or moments where I was even with my own trust issues from past lives not fully giving myself to my partner where it could it cause friction or a certain degree of separation is just allowing myself to truly let go and, and let my truth which, which ultimately is that self-love and ultimately translates to the love I have for her or the love I have for music or my artists. Let that really be the driving force for my journey. So yeah, I would just say like moments like that were temporary defeats, I'd say. Okay. Yeah, yeah I like that uh, <laughs> description, temporary defeats. I had someone in the podcast and he said like, well, I don't believe in success or failure. It's just results. Oh. And I'm like, oh, that's a very interesting way to see <laughs> to see things. Yeah. So, no, thanks for sh for sharing that. And you yeah. were you were just saying about how love, like for yourself and others, was driving you. Mm -hmm. And I think it relates to the next question, which is what has motivated you or what motivates you? Mm. God motivates me. I'm. See, God has been like a saving grace in my life. And I owe God everything. I owe God everything because God has saved me from myself and saved me from some of the worst things that could happen to a person in this world. And I would say my queen and I would say our daughter have really just been shining light in my life, have really helped to lift me up out of, you know, the darkness and help to help help me ascend higher during my evolutionary process. So I really owe everything to God first and foremost and to my queen and our baby girl and uh, and to my damn self. Thank you self. <laughs> That's so important too. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching this um Snoop Dogg video from yeah. like this account I think it's Velvet Coat so he has like lots of 2000s videos and he was like Snoop Dogg saying like I want to thank myself yep. <laughs> for believing in me yep. and for not giving up yeah. and it's like yeah like sometimes especially like giving up is a huge one Yeah. so I was like yeah like we don't give sometimes that credit enough so yeah I, I was happy to hear everything <laughs> we gotta champion ourselves I yeah. tell I tell my queen all the time like you gotta champion yourself because yeah. look at what you've look at what I don't want to say survive but look at you had the audacity to get up time and time again after so many things you you dealt with and we gotta be like yes self <laughs> yes yeah that's you I'm that bitch yes <laughs> 
That's right. Respectfully. Respectfully. Exactly. Respectfully, of course. <laughs> Always respectfully. Exactly. <laughs> and now I want to ask you, Sincere, what are your goals? Mm -hmm. Or, well, you mentioned that you like living in the present, but mm -hmm. what are your plans for the future or your goals right now? Obviously, to do things in music that everybody has this idea of who and what an artist should be. I'm here to tell you, I'm about to shake shit up here. We're gonna make history, history for Canadian artists and history for artists in the world. We're gonna do things that haven't been done yet. And we've studied, that's been our progression thus far. And to be a better partner, to be a better human, to be a better child of God, to be a better, to help make this world a better place through my light like i i want to there's so much i want to do there's so many goals i have like creating infrastructure in different countries in africa and countries around the world that need sources of water that that need certain things um creating community and promoting unity and, and there's so much i want to do in this limited time that i have there's so many goals i have but we'll see we'll see what god has for me ultimately yeah, mm -hmm. yeah that's amazing And now I want to ask you, if you could go back to when you were 25, mm -hmm. would you change anything or make things different? Mm. No. <laughs> In hindsight, being able to actually look back, no. I think if I changed anything, it would change my journey. Yeah. And today I can honestly say my journey is beautiful. So 25-year-old Shanice... You did great because you did the best you could do. And uh, I love you for that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, that is beautiful. And now, what advice do you have for today's 20-somethings? Or what do you wish you knew when you were 25? Mm. My advice would be don't take advice from nobody because nobody has the key to what a perfect life is. You have people that can, yeah, they can leave little signposts and hints for you on, hey, if you do this, your life will be better than it would if you did that, you know, and that's great. But ultimately, your life is your life and you're the painter. The canvas is yours and ultimately make it your own and paint what you think is beautiful as long as it's from a place of truth, which means it's from a place of love. And that's all I'd say. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, like <laughs> even like this podcast, I like asking people for their advice. But yeah, like the answers are within ourselves, right? Yes. So like advice is helpful, like it's been helpful for me. Yeah. But at the end of the day, yeah, it's up to you whether you want to take it yeah. or not. So yeah, thanks for saying that. Big facts. <laughs> and is there anything else that you like to share that you think it's important and I didn't ask you? Um, I think you asked me extremely insightful questions. Uh, super honored and happy to be here. So thank you for having me. All I will say is I have a new single dropping June 2nd titled Electric. And as you can see, the vibes here were electric. So make <laughs> sure you go and stream that on all streaming platforms. Otherwise, thank you so, so much for having me. No, thank you very much for being here. I'm excited to listen to the <laughs> new single. <laughs> yes.